Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Art and social upheaval have walked hand in hand throughout our history. Groups setting out to challenge authority and fight for the rights of the oppressed often use art, music, and poetry to reach larger audiences for their messages of social justice. Here in America in the 1960s, Institutional bigotry and segregation sparked riots or rebellions here in Detroit and across the country. The civil rights movement's message of nonviolent resistance had been successful in forcing some change, but many young black men and women felt it wasn't far enough, fast enough, to turn racist institutions on their heads. As a result, the Black Panther Party was formed, looking for a more forceful approach to end systematic racism in the U.S. and around the world. To help communicate with its membership and spread its message, it created a newspaper called The Black Panther. Its pages were filled with the party's daily activities and its ideology. But those things were also accompanied by vibrant and striking illustrations that depicted the party's work. Those illustrations were created by the Black Panther's Minister of Culture, Emery Douglas. Douglas served in that role throughout the party's existence into the 1980s. He's in Detroit this week talking with folks around town about fundraising efforts for the Emory Douglas Youth and Family Arts Program. Emery Douglas, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your upbringing and how you came to the Black Panther Party and uh, to some extent to some trouble as a t- as a teenager. Oh, uh, well, as a teenager just being bad. <laughs> <laughs> just being bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What were you up to there? Uh, well, uh, just being bad. <laughs> <laughs> just being bad. And I was in, in and out of the youth detention center. Yeah. Off and on. Yeah. And, uh, I think I, that's a pretty common story though mm-hmm. for uh, uh, people who find themselves sort of attracted to move- movements like the Black Panthers. It's this sort of uh, forcing out of society that happens to them, uh, especially young African-Americans. The idea that what you're doing is not okay, you end up uh, in trouble. And I guess there's sort of a, an awakening, awakening that says, I need, to, I need to work outside the system to make things change. Oh, absolutely, because of the, the underserved communities that you come from. Yeah. And uh, the concerns with that and the pressures and the frustrations that go along with it, and you 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 see it on the electronic media then, and uh, you 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 understand it through the family and how family is denied jobs, mm-hmm. employment, mm-hmm. education, quality of life issues. So you want to be a part of transforming that. Yeah. And particularly yeah. with the uh, the injustice in the pol- in the system, the institutional racism, structural racism that exists. Uh, you learned how to print and worked in a print shop. While you were incarcerated. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you would you sort of got a foundation, I guess, for the things that you were going to do. Well, that was my Panthers. first introduction mm-hmm. to uh, graphic designing. Yeah. When I was asked to design the logo that they would ship, the because uh, they did a lot of printing for forms and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And when they packaged them, they would put their label on the package. Wow. And I was asked to design the label. I was shown how. To de- design the label right, for the right. packaging, yes. Yeah. But my the real uh, uh, design uh, uh, advancement that I had was came from when I went to City College of San Francisco mm-hmm. for a two year college, and I took up commercial art, 
Whereas if I took up uh, a fine art, I'd have been a, maybe a fine artist, but I wouldn't right. know how to do the production aspect, the, the graphic making design, the thing, right? Yeah, putting things together, publication, all those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So talk about what attracted you to the Black Panthers. Do you remember the first time yeah. you heard about it? Well, it was in the '60s uh, during that time when there was a lot of uh, rebellions in the country, and the uh, murders of young. African Americans taking place mm -hmm. uh, and always being justified. 50 years later, he had the same thing, but uh, young people were in, trying to find out how they could deal with that, and I was one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was involved with the Black Arts Movement initially, which was a, uh, uh, a, a, a countrywide uh, movement of, of different, some socially conscious, aware in many ways, politically, some culturally, otherwise, in the movement. And I was doing um, artwork for the movement and also doing props for Amiri Baraka, then known as Leroy Jones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, the, and uh, when he came out to the Bay Area and, uh, so, and got involved with uh, transforming when I went to City College, then it was then called the... Uh, the uh, Negro Students Association. <laughs> right. And this is the beginning of the black conscious movement in this country. And we, uh, there were those who wanted me to gravitate and be a part of that and changing it from the Negro Student Association <laughs> to define who, how we define ourselves as African or black and begin to call it the Black Students mm -hmm. Association. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the first things that I got involved in. And while out there at City College, I learned to, uh, the uh, production aspect of taking up commercial art. Um, I, those in the movement knew, who, in the Black Arts Movement, knew I had those skills. And they were planning to bring Malcolm X's widow to the Bay Area to honor her. And they wanted me to come to the meeting because they wanted me to do the poster <laughs> for, that, for that event. Yeah. And I went to that meeting. They said that uh, some brothers would be coming over to the next meeting and they would decide if they're going to do security for the event. Uh, they came over to the next meeting. That was Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. Yeah. And that was when I had I, I encountered them then, and, I, and heard how 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 their presentation. I knew that's what I wanted to be you a knew part that's of. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. then after the meeting, I asked them how I could join. This was uh, late uh, January, early February, about three and a half months after the the organization started in 1967, mm -hmm. and uh, they gave me their card. And uh, I didn't have a car then, but I used to uh, call Huey and catch the bus in the morning <laughs> over, to, over to Oakland and go by Huey's house, hang out. He would take me around the community, introduce me to folks that he knew. Then we'd go by Bobby Seale's house. That was the my initial beginning wow. to transition into the Black Panther Party. Yeah. So what was your vision for how your art could say something? about the ideas and the messages that the, the, the Panthers were trying to get mm -hmm. out there. Well, well, that was framed when uh, I initially, when uh, Bobby Seale himself was working on the first uh, newspaper, mm -hmm. which was a legal size sheet of paper. Right. <laughs> and it was about a young man who had been murdered in Richmond, California by the, by the Richmond police. And they had done it on a typewriter, and they, the text, and Bobby had did it with markers for the headlines and stuff. And I came into where it was being done, and I told him I could probably help him improve it. And I had still had materials that I used in my graphic design at City College mm -hmm. during that time. And I said, I can go home and get some and come back and help you improve it. And when I, it took me about an hour to do that. When I got back, they said, well, we, we're finished with it, but you seem to be committed. Yeah. And we're going to start the paper, and we want you to be initially 
the title was the revolutionary artist for the paper, and then eventually the, the minister of culture. And the paper would be about telling our story from our perspective. It'd be like a t double-edged sword. It can praise you on one hand and criticize you on the other. And he said, because we, a community wasn't a reading community, but they learned through observation and participation hmm. that we wanted to have uh, maybe a simple, broad, big headlines for those who wouldn't read the whole article could get you just from the headlines, have a lot of photographs and maybe uh, artwork in the uh, paper, and maybe so that those who weren't going to read the long uh, uh, articles, they would get the gist from the captions under the pictures or the artwork that was going to be in the paper. Right. So they had a whole vision of how what about what the paper would be about. Yeah. And that was how it framed the artwork itself from the 10-point platform and program of what we had the quality of life issues. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. <clears throat> I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Emery Douglas, an artist, designer, and illustrator who worked as the Minister of Culture for the Black Panther Party from 1967 till the party disbanded in the 1980s. We are talking about uh, art and revolution, the idea of revolutionary ideas sort of expressed through Art. Uh, let's let's talk about the power of that art, art to convey those political yes. ideas. What was that like to be in the middle of all of that uh, in the late 1960s and and sort of creating these images that uh, mm. that are pushing this message? Yeah. Well, it, it was uh, fun. <laughs> it was challenging, but it was fun. Uh, it was uh, because of. When you begin to do the images, uh, you got the feedback and response. Yeah. And the response uh, made you realize that it was bigger than yourself, how people identified with the images and stuff that we, that it did beyond uh, just transition from the pig drawing to caricature drawings to showing solidarity with people's struggles around the world yeah. and dealing with quality of life issues uh, in the artwork. Uh, people responded in the communities uh, because we had chapters and branches across the country, 49. They sold the papers. That was the uh, where the art was mm -hmm. all the time. Maybe if not on the back pages in the interior or designs on the front of the of the uh, newspaper itself, and then internationally you had the uh, Australian Panthers, you had the Panthers in uh, who are Polynesian Panthers in New Zealand, you had those who were in London Panthers, or you had in the uh, Palestine you had Panthers, even inside of Israel mm -hmm. you had Panthers, and you had the Dalit Panthers uh, in in India who were inspired because this was a youth movement. So I, in that kind of way, the art played a part in giving a vi interpretation in a visual way to mm -hmm. the social and political message that we were about. You know, uh, I, when I think about uh, the way people respond when you say Black Panthers, right? Uh, mm -hmm. If you say that word or invoke that mm -hmm. idea, uh, a lot of people have the wrong idea about it. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah, of people talk about it as a violent mm -hmm. movement, which it was not. It mm -hmm. was really focused yes. on social improvement. Yes. You know, I mean, making sure people's needs were met, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, that's got to be frustrating uh, to have been part of that and to see it sort of distorted, I guess. Uh, not really, because we were able to have great communicators mm -hmm. who could express and explain what the party was about. 
We had people with the 10-point platform and program, uh, the, the right to bear arms, using the Second Amendment of the Constitution, right. and uh, patrolling and educating the rights of people who were being arrested about their right, basic rights when they were arrested and those kinds of things. Uh, we, had, we had local support like Congresswoman Barbara Lee, mm -hmm. who was the, uh, a student at Mills College who did community work with us as a, as a young person, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, was the first woman who was the only one who opposed the Iraq War during uh, and, and, and that time. She always acknowledges her support and solidarity and still comes to the uh, to meeting. And plus the fact that we were reacting to the violence right. we, in, in, in the sense of uh, what we were about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we did have a lot of support. We we would uh, we traveled to had universities, mm -hmm. uh, had a lot of talks, a lot of interviews with mainstream publications <laughs> and books, and, and so we had a lot of people in the party who were great communicators who could articulate our position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, talk about the Emory Douglas Youth and Family. Arts program, which you're in town to promote this week. What is that, and uh, what's the mission? Well, there? it was started by uh, Wayne Curtis, who was a former Panther here in, in Detroit, and uh, he invited me to come mm -hmm. here uh, along with Siobhan, Gregory, and others who are part of the collective that coming together in regards to the program itself. And I was delighted to come to do some uh, do some talks at the. Uh, at the Charles uh, Charles uh, Charles H. Rogers Wright Museum, uh, museum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, did a talk there and did a talk at Wayne State. Uh -huh. and, yeah, uh -huh. uh, and you were born here in uh, Grand Rapids. So yes, this I, is the homecoming. Yes, for you, it, yes, this well, I yeah, because I never been back to Grand Rapids. I, when I left as a young kid, I had asthma. Uh, the doctor thought the weather would be weather better in California. <laughs> he was right about that. <laughs> well, I grew it, <laughs> and my mom had a sister there. Yeah, in that case, yeah, it was better. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before yeah. I let you go, I want to ask you about the sort of modern iterations of art and ideology, art and politics uh, mm. that you see. Do you see anything now that reminds you of? The things that uh, you witnessed in the in the '60s, in terms of the strength and uh, and force, really, of of something like the Black Panthers. Well, you have the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. movement, mm -hmm. which has looked at, have uh, uh, been inspired by what they've observed and talking to elders in the uh, Black Panther Party who mm -hmm. are still able-bodied to communicate. Uh, I've had uh, many conversations with them, mm -hmm. some of the Dream Defenders and. In Miami, uh, we had an hour-long conversation about art, and I was uh, sh sharing with them some of the artists and and political art that I was inspired by, and they were Googling it <laughs> at the same time, pulling it up on things online. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's sort of an echo, I think, mm -hmm. in some ways of, yes. of what was going on then. And, mm -hmm. and in a way, that's that's a little depressing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You did what you did yes. 50 years ago, yeah. and here we are mm -hmm. in the late yes. uh, teens yes. uh, still fighting for the same yes. stuff. Yes, yes, uh, well, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, it's the structural institutional racism mm -hmm. that still exists. Yeah. It didn't go away. No, right? no, yeah. yes. Okay. Emery Douglas, artist, designer, illustrator. Worked as Minister of Culture for the Black Panther Party from 1967 until the 1980s. Thanks very much for being uh, here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. It's an honor. Yeah. Okay. Coming up, we'll talk about this year's Bookstock event, which raises money for Detroit Area Literacy Program.